The social reality has been captured by a remote device taking billions of pictures no one else ever looked at or collected in this way before. You do not have to imagine things. Reality gives you all that you need. Welcome to the Street Shots Photography Podcast. This is Antonio, and this is episode 178 for the end of February 2023. And yes, uh, it's a lone episode. Well, not really alone, but uh, Ward is still under the weather. So I asked uh, my friend Bart Bueschatz from the Let's Talk Photography Podcast, all the way on the other side of the pond, to join me today and we're doing a special show because if you've just listened to his show which we will uh plug at the end of this show then we're doing a sort of a two-parter how would you want to say this bart what are we doing <laughs> uh, a two-parter kind of seems like it right we're, we're sort of we're pinging yeah. off each other right we've yeah. done we've recorded some more techie stuff on my show and on AI and you want to have a conversation about the other aspects of AI and I I have a feeling we could talk about this for a while. I, I think so. This could be the talk of the year. And and so we decided to have this, I mean, it's not a mashup, but uh, we've done this before. Uh, so yeah, let's continue the discussion of AI. And so uh, Bart, I'm just bringing up to, to speed a little bit because uh, Ward and I did an episode about AI at the end of last year and we figured we would be talking about this some more and i listened to your podcast where you were talking about your your i was it two shows ago your uh, let's talk photography or was it one show ago that you, you you brought up ai which is where i i, I volunteered to be on your show how many shows it ago depends it? On, on on when people are listening because it's either oh, one show true. ago if i haven't published what we just recorded 10 minutes ago okay. or two shows ago <laughs> yeah so when I listened to your show, I was like, I volunteered because I wanted to talk to you about this more because so much is happening even since last December. We're into February of 2023, and and I don't know where this is going to end. So we talked about on your show, just finished recording, <laughs> your show episode 113, I believe you said it was. Yes, it is. Or will be. Is, or will was. Be. <laughs> <laughs> And we, we talked about sort of the, maybe you describe what we were just talking about. So then we'll just riff off of there. Well, so in my episode 112, I described the what of AI. You know, what is it? How does it work? With my computer science hat on, which I always enjoy putting on from time to time. And then I, I had a conversation with you about the pros and cons of the different types of AI. But that's a real lead in to the deeper questions, which are the right. ones you, you sent me lots of fascinating ideas for the show. And so... This is morals, meanings, and messages. I don't know how. I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it would be a natural follow up, and it's also because there is this. Um, I, it's almost like it's going to be the conversation of the year. I can't imagine that Time Magazine is going to make you know Chat GPT or AI or something like the you know the thing of the year on their you know at the end. Wouldn't of surprise year. me. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I you know because we talk about. Uh, on this show, more of the, like the whys about photography, um, sometimes the hows, but the whys. And I wanted to really sort of explore this with you. The the beginnings of what we can start to anticipate and the fears. And I don't want to make this a scary thing. I mean, I'm enjoying AI because I've 
joined the Mid Journey AI and I'm playing with the images that I can make and I'm having a lot of fun. And I was just telling you on your show that uh, I just took photographs of my friend this morning and was running, uh, we did a portrait, just a quick portrait. I was testing a lens and I was just running it through uh, Mid Journey AI and, 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 and adding some prompts to the photograph and seeing what it would produce. And it was a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, and I'll put those pictures in the show notes. He actually gave me permission yeah, to put I, those. <laughs> but I, I mean, you showed me the photographs and I genuinely laughed and enjoyed them. Like they, they were really cool. Like the only word for them, they were fun. It, it, it is fun. In fact, I was, uh, before we recorded your show, I was, I was generating the pictures and I realized this is a big time suck because I'm, I keep coming up with a new prompt and I was like, you know, you know, middle-aged hipster on the street, young hipster on the street in anime style, uh, hipster as a Viking, you know, <laughs> and that's like, that no one was end. good. That was good. Yeah. Actually the, 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 the anime ones were fun. There's like no end to this, but I did want to start touching into some of the things we were getting to in your show, maybe expand on them a little bit. And again, there's no end to this conversation, but, um, the, the fact that, uh, AI is now starting, we're starting to see it in the news a lot, especially in the photo news and how it's in, in, um, uh, not uh, interjecting itself into our culture much faster than I was expecting that yeah. know, we're, go ahead. Sorry. Because it's not just the photos, right? So the photos are obviously what we're focusing on today. And that is, that was first of the game, right? Mid journey and that stuff came before chat GPT. Yes, yes. And now right. that ChatGPT has arrived on the scene, everyone is thinking about AI making stuff. Right, right. It's so funny because it was, it's ChatGPT, which is all just writing, right? It's just, it's just text, yeah. Text, and, and somehow that is getting more, you know, people are like, oh, it's going to, you know, kids are going to start, you know, submitting news, you know, their the final papers written by ChatGPT and stuff like that. And I was like, well, but dude, we've been talking... <laughs> Let's go back. People were making photographs with this thing before that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that started to just add this, you know, I've started seeing pictures in uh, Mid Journey AI that are generated with text prompts made by ChatGBT. So talk about, you know, ah! the snake eating its tail. <laughs> the universe is imploding. <laughs> well, but that's one of the fears with AI, right? Because someone was saying, well, ChatGPT is going to start consuming the internet and we're going to use it as the basis for making search, like with Bing search. Mm -hmm. But if most of the internet is generated by AI and the internet is being searched by AI, then at some point it becomes AI all the way down and it's just hallucination upon hallucination. And <laughs> what's it left? It sounds like a dystopian, uh, not the way that the Terminator was going to end us, you know, not with the uh, Skynet uh, launching missiles, but with Skynet releasing chat GPT and mid journey AI and stable yeah. diffusion onto us. And we're, we're not going to know what is reality anymore. And we're just going to sort of turn into, I don't know, this, who knows where this is going to go, but the, yeah. the, the, the couple of things I wanted to talk about you, we, we, we touched on the beginning, uh, beginning to touch on in your show, but like this idea of stock photography was the first thing. And of course I raised my hand because I was displaced stock photography by, um, subscription photography models and, and, uh, uh, royalty free photography, you know, which became, and now we're, we've now extended to free stock photography, uh, places like unsplash, <laughs> which photographers so, for some bizarre reason, well, yeah. give their pictures away for free. But anyway, yeah. 
I mean, you, you say you're displaced with those services, but that's only possible because you can now make the images for very, very, very little effort. So I guess you're kind of displaced by the camera phone. Whatever. It was probably not one thing. It was probably a combination of things. And and, and uh, royalty-free and, and um, subscription models came in before smartphones became a thing that were actually... Uh, uh, because smartphones have displaced not just stock photographers, but photographers in general. Because now everybody, you know, you talk about democratization. Now everybody's got a camera that's really good in their pocket. And they're, they're, uh, we have a generation of people now who are image savvy. They're growing up on images. Yeah. I mean, they're, this is their world. And so are able to take without taking photography classes or anything like that, are able to go mm. and create good images. And we were talking about on your show how the the camera now is helping to make a better photograph. So all these things are in their toolbox. And the rest of us, and, and I'm not trying to make it feel sorry for the photographers and stuff like that. I mean, I, I, there's an aspect of that. But now, why do we need someone like me who's a skilled eye when so many things are being augmented in some cases by artificial intelligence other play, in other cases, the hardware, you know, it's now ubiquitous to have a phone and everybody walks around with a DSLR or something like that or a mirrorless camera. But um, these things displace. And now what I've been sort of hearing is like, oh, well, this is kind of the same thing when royalty free kicked in and photographers got displaced by that. And I even got letters from uh, one of my stock agencies talking about that. Like we've been through this before. I don't necessarily agree based on the stuff that we were talking about before. But there's a huge difference to me where I think the one that really made me think, oh, is you can, and you, you sort of hinted at it in some of the examples you said, you know, in the style of. So if you're a, a creative artistic photographer and you're trying to make a living as an artist and you have developed a style and you're known for that style and you've built up a customer base on that style and now someone can say to Stable Diffusion or whatever, Make me an image of a pair in the style of Antonio Rosario. Well, for even if it's only 75% as good, for a heck of a lot of people, that's okay. Yes. If, if that, that, that AI was obviously trained on that photographer's work, because how else could it answer the question in the style of and not produce garbage? So the photographer's work has gone into that, but the photographer hasn't made any money from that so we have a business model problem here it's a big one and it's not just the photographers you know uh recently and i talked about this i think this is what generated the show with ward when we talked about it at the end of the year was a f an image made someone made on stable diffusion it just caught my eye I mean, there's been a bazillion images made on there and this was a an image of a model blonde woman and, and something like that. And you looked at it, I was looking at it, I was like, yeah, wow, that's, that's hard to distinguish. Other than the fact that it was low resolution, it was hard to distinguish from a photograph. And uh, yeah, we talked about in your show, uh, Gigapixel AI, you know, you can upsample these images now so that they, they do add detail and make them look like, more like uh, an original photograph. And, and it got me thinking that, okay, well, in the ecosystem for a f working photographer, uh, that you now have, okay, a photographer, a camera, 
a model, a makeup artist, a studio that you rent, uh, lighting that you rent. If you start that little tree of, uh, you know, the web of who's connected to making an image, it's not just the photographer that's going to get displaced. It's going to be... That's a lot of salaries. I I really hadn't put those dots together yet. Well, did you even think about, sorry, not you, but I mean you, the, the big you, uh, when someone said, oh, this is not going to affect the business like, you know, royalty free or anything like that. Well, what about the camera manufacturers? If now you can create an image that doesn't require a camera, then why would you buy a camera to create an image? Well, because I think people, well, there are oftentimes you want to fill in a gap there are also oftentimes you want to capture a moment. I, I don't think our impulse to capture has gone away. I agree. Absolutely. I mean, I, we will not not have cameras, but what, you know, if we're talking about the economics of it, then like you were saying, okay, a small business wants to make a picture in the style of a pair in the style of Antonio Rosario. Guess, guess who's locked out of that whole chain? It's not like, again, it's not just the photographer. It's the lighting. You know, if I was going to hire a shoot a model, I would need to rent a studio. What's going to happen to the studio rentals? You know, and again, the model, the model, the model, you know, they may be able to sell their likeness. Right. And I'm actually starting to see this stuff, this information pop up that, you know, people are starting to, you know, think about selling their likeness to be used in AI, which is interesting because then I don't know how you, how you manage that. And this is, (laughs) And so it, it, to me, this is a lot different now, uh, than, than any other, you know, sort of sea change that has hit photography and yes, photographers and people who make pictures will survive. You're right. People are going to want to make pictures. The cameras aren't going to go away, um, because you want to go take your pictures where you are. And I want to take my street pictures. It's fine. But the economics of things are going to change a lot. And, uh, I, I want to say that this is. And again, I'm, you know, what do I know? I mean, I, <laughs> I was like, I, I can't predict the future and, and who knows what this will then generate in the future, right? We're putting, putting AI into cameras, you know, um, more than what we were talking about before with just, um, the, with the classifiers being able to target, you know, birds and cats and planes and cars and stuff like that. But what happens if, if more stuff gets included into cameras? So that might actually change the way cameras are, but, but I think this is not the same thing that's happened to photography before. I think this is something new and it's accelerating. It was, we were talking sort of offline, I think, about the slippery slope kind of thing. It's I'm trying to remember the guy's name. There's a YouTuber who usually does science videos. That's what he's really good at. But he did a video on AI recently where he, he sort of described it, the sigmoid curve. So with technology, you tend to start off with nothing happens for a while, right? It's it is, it is changing, but it's very, very slow when only a few people are in the know and it hasn't reached public perception yet, but it's slowly developing. And then something happens and it just, it bursts onto the scene and it accelerates at a million miles a minute and you, you don't know where it's going to stop accelerating. So you're, you, you project forward and you end up in all of these weird and wonderful places. But in reality, you run out of steam and it starts to level off. But the thing is, you mm. never quite know when, when is it going to level off? How, how high is this going to go before it levels off? And we just don't know. We also can't anticipate anything on this. Yeah, because um, if you project forward at the current rate, you will be wrong. The question is right. how wrong. Right. 
I before uh, we got to recording, I just went through quickly uh, Petapixel um, their site because they're bringing up all the news about you know photography and AI. And I, the the quick articles I pulled out, I'll just read some of the titles. Uh, can you tell which magazine cover is an AI generated photo? That's one. Uh, Getty Getty Images suing Stable Diffusion for a staggering one point eight trillion dollars. That's two. Uh, popular. How, well, <laughs> how did they come up with one point eight trillion dollars? Because there has question. to be a theory. I think, I think like, what they do we is own they, so many well, images. I think that's actually easy to do with with Getty. It's like they have a certain amount of pictures that are available online, and they can they can figure out the usage cost of those pictures based on subscription fees and something like that. So they can come up with, they can actually come I up don't with know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The next one is popular Instagram photographer revealed as AI fraud. That was one. Keanu Reeves film contract bans AI and deepfake technology. Here's one that was, I didn't even realize, I didn't read this one. Scammers use AI images to profit from Turkey, Syria earthquake. And and there's an image, this image is 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 so totally fake. Um, this is an AI image generated uh, by scammers of, of what looks like a rescue worker holding a, a child. It looks like an illustration. And of course, the giveaway is the rescue worker has got like 17 fingers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oops. Uh, what was the other one? Oh, famed commercial photographer embraces AI. There's no going back. And actually, the pictures that Probably he's generated. Right that. Yeah. The, one of the pictures he generated looks like we had talked about this before, like the sameness, like there's a similarity in AI look. Uh, one last one. Oh, two last ones. AI Im this AI images fooled judges and won a photography contest, an aerial of a of a uh, 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 wave hitting a beach. And then the last one was we, we talked about it a little bit. The U.S. Copyright Office tells judge that AI work isn't uh, uh, AI artwork is not protectable. But anyway, I mean, all this stuff See, is just I popping up. I get very cranky because I, I don't know what the answer is. Like, I, it's, it's, it's on a spectrum, somewhere, but I get really cranky when people say that stuff generated with a, by a human with AI is not art because the computer did it. But no, the computer didn't do it. The computer was involved, but we have had help in making our images for decades now. We had, the computer has been an ingredient in our work for a long time. And this is different, but it's still on the same spectrum. And if you take us out, you're left with nothing. So if, so it's not fair to say that this isn't art because the it was just a computer. It wasn't just a computer. It's not just an algorithm. Right, something had to... To, to get yeah. it started, yes. Yeah. I, and not just I, started, it's tweaked and it's honed and it's, our creativity is in there. I agree, it's, and I, I agree and I disagree. Um, it's funny because I'm also using it myself. You, we, we talked a little bit on your show about like using uh, for a blog, like creating images for a blog so that people can read images. And I've, I've done that, I've, I've created uh, a little blog, which I really haven't continued as much, but I'm just writing, I was trying to write s stuff about my, the passing of my wife and just how I'm passing my wife dying. I hate the, that word passing my wife dying. And then just my experience about it. And so I was putting them on, I thought I put it on Tumblr. I thought that it was a good little place to have a, a thing that was separate from anything. And, 
And it was missing, you know, it's a lot of words, but I want to put it up on Facebook so people catch their eyes. And and I think in images, right? And yeah. And so it wasn't just to like catch people's eyes too, but I was like, how can I describe, how can I show people what I'm doing? And so like I, the first little blog story I wrote was about how I felt like I was floating on an ocean. I know people talk about grief as an ocean, but I was coming at it from a different point of view. And and I, I used Midjourney AI to generate an image, not a photograph, an image of, of a man floating on a dark ocean. And it took me a while to get the, the kind of image I wanted. Uh, and, you know, I just dropped it in there and I thought, you know, okay, that, that you know, yes, it does maybe take away some work from a, an illustrator, but I probably wouldn't hire an illustrator to right. Would you ever have image. paid someone to do that for you for your blog? No. No, and and it would have required. It's you know no. It, I probably I wouldn't have put an image in there. I wouldn't have hired somebody. Whether someone would have like I said, look, I only have you know five bucks. I, how can I pay five bucks to somebody to do an illustration? That's almost that's an insult. It wouldn't I wouldn't do that myself because I why would I want to do that? So no, I didn't I didn't do that. And and again, it's that kind of low hanging fruit. Like nobody. Who wants to make an image of whatever? And I did it a couple of times. I have a couple of posts. And I can't remember what the second image was. Um, I don't remember. But, you know, like in that respect, this is this going back to stock photography, if I can just go there, because that's my my uh, my knowledge base. You know, people were saying, well, you know, subscriptions, photographers are going to, uh, you know, lose money in subscriptions. But like once a subscription fee came open to stock photography, then people like, you know, students who are writing papers had access to high quality photography for, for no cost, you know, for very little. And it wasn't like the photography that we were selling in the first place. Like when I was doing stock photography, selling images to students writing papers, and I just use that as an example, but like, you know, it wasn't even on the, on the radar, you know, we wouldn't even think about right. it. They wouldn't think about using it, and it wasn't on their radar, and I wasn't thinking about selling pictures. Now it was something, but of course it in some way devalued, I don't want to say devalued, but the photography prices came down, but it didn't mean that the, the pool opened up a lot. I don't know if this is the case with this stuff, because so far, well, there is money being made. Like Midjourney is charging. I, I pay a certain amount of money to generate a certain amount of images per month. I don't know about the other places, but I imagine they're the same. Um, I don't know who's getting the money. Certainly the artists whose images are being um, sampled are not getting any money. And that's a problem this. to me. Is it Getty? Someone, I can't remember if it was Getty or not. Someone was talking about using a custom AI that you would subscribe to and they would train the AI on their massive pool of their own stock images. And so that means that you would have stock images trained on very high quality photographs and that wouldn't be available anywhere else because their corpus would only be incorporated in their AI. And in that way, you actually do have the photographers are still going to be paid to provide the input to that AI. And people can still use the library directly, but they can also use the library generatively. And that oh. struck me as a very interesting business model because now you have the people providing the value are getting paid. You have the people who subscribe, who get everything they got now, and they get a bonus extra. You can have a raw image 
Or you can have the combined value of all of the images being used to make you something bespoke. I'll see. Now that's really smart because, but that's coming from, and that's coming from, I think it might be Getty. I can't remember. It's gotta I think be it's Getty. Getty. I think it's Getty. I almost heard I, it is. I, I remember getting, I'm, I'm in Getty. I have images in Getty, which I don't really do anything with anyway, but, um, I might've gotten that email because it sounds so familiar and that sounds like a really smart thing because then it's a, an enclosed pool, you know, those X amount of photographers, even though maybe like, oh, who knows if the images, I don't know how they're going to figure out how to pay the photographers, whether it will be a pool and everybody gets, uh, you know, a My little bit of it. was that the photographer would opt in to being included and they would then be paid an extra fee for their images because they're now effectively like granting an extra right. It's right. like a second license you're granting basically. Yeah. That's a great way to deal with this. That's, I mean, I can see that's going to happen probably a lot more, but that's up to the agencies or, or people who are like responsible to do but, that. But it all, it also explains why Getty are so strong on suing the open ones for this, because if Getty believe that you should pay the photographer to input into your model, they're not going to be able to make that work as a business if the same functionality is available for free next door, right? So they right. need to establish the fact that input to the model must either be open, available, uncopyrighted material or material licensed for free use, or you got to pay for it. And so they're very keen to establish that you can't just hoover up people's images without paying for it. And I'm kind of, I, I very rarely say this in my life, but I'm kind of on Getty's side on this one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's I, a very unusual situation for that me. That is a very unusual situation. It, and yet, also, I mean, we, oh God, this is, I can see that this is a rabbit hole going down. You know, Getty makes their pictures available online because that's how you access them in order to um, be able to buy them, right? So you have to go online to look at Getty's website and see, I need pictures of Paris, and they're there. They may be watermarked, which is part of the issue with, you know, them suing uh, um, Mid Journey or whoever they're suing. Uh, and because you'll see the watermarks on there. But those images are, in a sense, part of the problem because they've been there all along. And in a sense, they didn't restrict, there's no restriction to see those images. Right, but there are intellectual property on those images and always have been. Sure, of course there are. But let's go into, let's go into this idea of like, uh, this is actually, I don't know if I brought this up with Ward or not, but I would talk about it with you. AI how do I say this? Okay. So I'm a photographer and I'm a new photographer. And I tell, I tell students this sometimes I think it's nice to look at other photographers work and I want to say mimic their style, but like, you know, who's a photographer that's very interesting to you. You know, me, for, for me, it's Walker Evans, right? We, I think we even, was I in a show I, of yours and we talked about Walker? I, I, or no, yeah, I think you're, uh, you, you did talk about Penn and I will happily have you on to evangelize anyone else you want to evangelize at some stage in the future. But no, we did, we recorded Penn and it was a fascinating discussion. Right. So uh, Walker Evans is one of my guys. So I'd love to evangelize him for you. But, but I, 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 see, <laughs> okay. I see in his style sometimes. It certainly depends on... And he's got a lot of different styles. He's done a lot of different kinds of photography. One of the things that really interests me is his architectural photography. He did a lot of this um, this great work of uh, neo-Greek uh, architecture in the Northeast and down South. And then he also did um, these great churches, uh, Southern churches, um, 
so and he had a very distinct style like he would go out at a certain time of day and the light had to be a certain way and every now and then i see things in my neighborhood that are like maybe the same age and are lit the same way and like i will then kind of do it in the style of walker evans and i've talked about this with ward you know walking in walker evans shoes contemplating a walker evans con he so said a, a walker a little, a little correction antonio what you you did do evans and you did pen you oh, were I you were pen. on okay. twice <laughs> episode 74 antonio rosario on walker evans because as soon as you okay. mentioned the churches my brain was like hang on a second hang oh, on okay okay good all right well i'll figure another photographer to eventually i got a whole bunch of them but the idea is the same as like that I, I've created some of my own images in, I want to say in the style of, but let's just for the sake of argument, say that in the style of, and I tell students to do that. I think it's a great way to explore your own photography and find your own voice because then you say, oh, you know, you start to, you start with this and you can move out from there. And it's not about copying somebody's style. It's about, it's about learning, right? Because yeah, it's about learning. Yeah. And, and, and seeing what aspects of it you would take for yourself and what you don't like and like where it leads you. How is AI any different than that in the sense? Um, like I'm using my eye and my brain and I will look at, I will open up Getty and I'm not saying I do this, but let's say for instance, I, I need ideas for photographs. I will open up Getty's website and look at pictures of Paris or, or still lives of pears or whatever. And okay. Oh, I see what other people have done. And that now becomes part of my visual memory. And then when I go to make my own pictures, how can that not be part of the image creation process? It might even be, it might be, I want to make sure that I'm not copying somebody, but I might use aspects of it. How is that any different than AI in the sense one of difference? Well, there is what? one difference. Okay. The actual pixels went into the AI. The actual pixels didn't go into your photo, right? When you imitate someone's style to learn or because you think you like it, they're your own. You've gone and fetched your own photons. Okay. You haven't taken someone else's captured photons and repurposed them. So there is a difference. It's, it's fuzzy, right? It's, it's a, well, no, you're right because there's a physical difference. There's if you trace the pixels, you could find the wire that it went through, and right. I you guess took that, it. That, yeah, there's a physical aspect to it. So if I was like, but there are okay. For instance, what about? image makers or artists who use collage as part of their um, creation process, which is literally taking the pixels, the copying of the magazines or books or whatever, uh, people taking out pictures of books, recreating them in an, in an art way, which creates something new, uh, a derivative of something that was physical before. So yes, that's a much better analogy for AI. That's okay, a good. really good analogy for AI. <laughs> yeah, but that is kind of what AI is doing, right? You're you're taking pieces of everyone's work and you're assembling a new work from it. So it is definitely a derivative work, but it is in a more direct way from the original than than imitation is. So like a collage is literally from the original. AI is from the original. So they're, okay. yeah, they're much closer yeah. linked. And that does get you, learn that I'm reminded of music as well with sampling. Yes. We've kind of had this argument before, right? Yes. Where is the line between stealing and creating a derivative work? Well, oh, and I'm, I, I'm thinking that the, who's going to be answering those questions are not us. It's going to be the people who get paid a lot of money. 
Well, it's going to be judges who make the final decisions, but the people making the argument is also not going to be us, and they may not have our interest at heart. It's going to be the people with the deepest wallets and the most interest, right. and yeah. that you, that, that yeah. may be not... They may not be working for us. But then again, yeah. you have people like the EFF who will be fighting our corner. EFF is the uh, electronic... The Elect- Frontier Foundation, they argue... They argue stuff on encryption. They argue stuff on basically where tech meets humans is where the EFF get involved because human rights can very easily get trampled when tech walks in because, you know, the old phrase, just because I can doesn't mean I should. Well, there's an awful lot of things you can do with technology. And unless someone stands up and says, oh, no, it's not okay to gather all the information and spy on everyone all the time and make a police state. So the EFF tend to step in. And it's it's not as extreme as this police state here, but... Is it okay to take all of our work from social media and build that into some sort of money-making machine without giving the creator any say in the matter? Is that okay? Have they gotten involved in this yet? Do you know? I mean, I haven't. I don't. Their... I don't know. I don't know. Because um, it seems like that's this is their bailiwick. This is, or at least they're maybe on the sidelines watching what's going on when they, they and what sort of beginning to see how this is playing out before they step in, but. I was going to say, if they're not in yet, I don't think, I, I think by the, they will be soon because you're, this is absolutely their, their playing field and they're not, they're not going to stay silent for long because someone, a creator is going to come and say, help. And that's what they do, right? So they, they actually, where they cross over with us is that someone tried to sue all podcasters everywhere because they claimed to own the patent on the idea of podcasting and they were eventually defeated and they tried to extort huge money out of big podcasters like Leo Laporte. And the EFF were the people who stopped that. Mm. And so they, they are lawyers who work pro bono when civil rights or creators get stomped on. When the little guy gets stomped on, the EFF step in. And it is going to happen. That uh, We've already seen artists saying, I am being destroyed by this. And they are the kind of plaintiffs who the EFF will step up to defend. Yeah, I imagine that it's not photog- I mean, photographers are going to get pinged on this but illustrators or anybody who creates mm. i mean all of a sudden i mean i'm able to create and i'm not an illustrator that's why i got into photography but i can create and i do the hand quotes here <laughs> uh, uh and it, yeah actually it's, it's not even the right word create a prompt i should say i can prompt an image because i don't you do you are creation. creating i'm sorry i i don't object to the word create here you are really? absolutely adding the creative spark absolutely you're adding the creative spark just because you you're you're using a machine to turn that creative spark into the final output does not remove your creativity yeah but then it's like you know going back to the example we talked about before it's the you know the guy pointing to michelangelo in the ceiling and saying i need a, an image of you know god and adam can you do that who's the artist the guy downstairs pointing and saying to Michelangelo, I need that, or Michelangelo, who's actually doing it. Well, it, the, And it's, so I picture myself both. as more the guy downstairs saying, I, this is what I need. You know, oh, make him look more strong and make him look more, you know, make the fingers very close, but don't touch. Okay, but then is, 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 the, is it the director or the cameraman who's making the art of a movie? And surely the answer <laughs> is yes and. Okay. But surely it's both. Yes. Wow, boy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's not easy. <laughs> You're not easy. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I just saw actually, as you said that, who uh, this article popped up. I didn't read the whole thing, but the headline: Who was the actor who said it? Um, I know if it was Anthony Hopkins or one of these one of these older actors who actually questioned the art of acting, whether acting was an art. Oh. 
and I'm, I might again, the, you know, uh, apologies if it wasn't uh, Anthony Hopkins, but it was someone in that caliber, someone who's right. not just some young actor, but someone who's been in the business for a very long time, bringing up the question of whether or not art uh, of acting was an art and related to what you were just saying about directing and picturing. It's like, yeah, but just because someone says it doesn't mean it's true or it's just, but it does, you know, throw in that question, you know, I, I'm going to cycle us right back to the very, very start, right? You start okay. with an anecdote about making a picture of your, you took your picture of your friend to test out your lens. And you said it was a real time sink. I kept on having more ideas for how to tweak it and how to change it. That was creativity. You were being sucked into a creative mm. process. And there was a lot of you going into that process. Like that's, that's important. That's a value. And you're going to get things out of that AI that I wouldn't, that no one else would, because you were being creative. You just had a really, a new tool that none of us have figured out what it means yet, but it was a tool in your hands and you put a lot of effort into it. And the result was something cool. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. But you did that. Okay. All right. I got it. I got you. Um, and I forgot where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess we, I mean, we were fixated. We were not fixated. We were talking about the, the like, the, le the, the is it morality? Is it legality? Maybe it's both. It's going to be a lot the, of it. Like the, the, like I, I am very, I am very obsessed with the inputs and the fact that at the moment, the people making these are just assuming it's fine to just hoover up the internet and say, oh, it's fine for me to take that as my input and to monetize it and to just take it for my own. And I don't think it is fine. I have to agree with you too. And actually, as you're as you're saying this, it just uh, popped in my mind. I'm on a couple of. Uh, I, I see. Uh, uh, sorry, I, I lose my train of thought very fast. I'm on a couple of Facebook groups that are AI image sharing groups. You know, it's great to share images and see. And and I also learn that the internet is not the place to get involved in arguments. And I try my best not to get in arguments. But one of the things I've noticed, or at least in the groups that I've been following, is there's some obsession with that Steve McCurry picture of the Afghan girl. We all know this picture from, uh, even if you didn't see it originally on the National Geographic cover, the sort of almost three-quarter portrait of this young girl with these very striking blue eyes, and she's, uh, it's beautiful, it's a beautiful picture, and it's become so iconic. And there's been such an obsession with it on, at least in mid journey. I don't know about the other ones, probably that people are saying, you know, make a picture of the Afghan girl. And, and so much so now that those words are now banned, at least on mid journey, Steve McCurry is banned. Um, Afghan girls banned. There's probably a few others, but people are still finding ways to prompt the AI, not use the banned words. Cause apparently if you use the banned words enough, you get banned from, uh, from the, uh, being able to produce pictures, but they're figuring out ways to go around the words. And so anyway, I was scrolling through it and I saw uh, the Steve McCurry picture again, and it was like four versions of it. And I questioned, all I did was I questioned, I said, what is people's obsession with this picture and AI? Like, why are you, why do people just keep doing this? And that just led to, oh my God, I let the, the crazies out of the house. Um, Eventually, I'm assuming Nazis within five posts. It didn't get quite there, but we did get to the, we did get to the, well, Steve, you know, quote unquote, uh, um, paraphrasing somebody, but like Steve McCurry actually stole the picture of the girl because he never asked for permission. 
Right. And and I have so no are we idea. in two wrongs make a right? Then is, right. is the argument <laughs> well, then if. if a, I don't if even know. If he nicked the, it, I can nick it. Right. I don't even know if that's true or not. And we don't know the story and who knows. And 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 I'm not here to judge Steve McCurry at all. I don't know his methods of work. And so I don't know. I can't say for sure. And anyway, it doesn't matter. It wasn't what the question was. The question is why are people obsessed with creating this image in AI? I mean, to see if it can do it. Okay, it did it. Sure. Big deal. Move on. I mean, but anyway, it be began this sort of, oh my gosh, and I'm like, is this how the world's going to go? People are going to justify creating AI images by doing all sorts of sort of facile arguments about why I can make a picture in this. And, uh, you know, so this is kind of a, I don't know if this has happened in other art fields or, or in the past. Have, has there been this kind of disruption or this kind of argument? I don't know. But remember when Photoshop first came out, how, how controversial that was, however, like how people thought it wasn't photography and all of these kind of things and how, how controversial, how heated, how vicious those arguments got. And now it's like, of course, Photoshop is part of your process. What are you talking about? It's pretty normal now. So I don't know. I, I think we will adjust, <laughs> but it, it'll be a bit rocky for a while. But yeah, I, I'm. I don't know if I'm as optimistic as that, but uh, oh, we'll I figure what it the, out. We always do. <laughs> to to what to what cost is is, and I don't have the answer to it, and what that's going to be. But like we talked about, like, uh, you know, the 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 chain of people who can be affected by this, um, the the sort of the letting the genie out of the bottle already. Like, how do we get it back in? How do people get compensated properly? How do people not figure advantage? How do actually people who use this, who want to be considered artists, you know, become legitimate and say, I am an artist because I'm using this technology. And how do, how does the technology then back them up to say, yeah, we're, we're creating, we're giving this person the tools to make images and it's all on the up and up, you know? And so everybody's, everybody's there. This stuff is the, the water is so muddy in this that, uh, <laughs> I, I just don't really imagine how it's going to turn out. And, uh, you know, and I'm also part of the problem. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm using it for some things where I'm actually, you know, I'm experimenting. You know, it's nice to experiment. I, I suggest you experiment with it. If I you think everyone should it. because yeah. everyone's going to have an opinion. So is that going to be an opinion based on experimentation and knowing what the heck you're talking about? Or is it going to be an opinion you pulled out of your favorite orifice? <laughs> I would much rather have more people know what they're talking about because they're going to talk. So at least have it be informed. Yes, I agree. And, uh, you know, tying this in with chat GPT, it's, it's funny how those two were, um, so, so different and the same at the same time. Um, you know, one's images and one's words, and we don't know words are a lot harder to figure out where they come from. There's not, they're not pixels that are being taken I, but I, I you've hit on what i think is a key point here that i okay. definitely wanted to squeeze in before we finish this conversation is i think transparency is at the key of this i think you have to be clear about what your model was trained on you need permission to train your model on things you can't just hoover them up and one of the fascinating things about what microsoft announced for bing that's different to ChatGPT is that when you use the Bing search, which I believe is the same underlying technology, but a generation up, it actually shows you both the paragraph and the links that it drew from. So hmm. I am telling you this based on this. That's a much more useful thing. And if you don't rely on hiding where you took your images because you didn't really have the rights, 
then you don't have to be so secretive about how you trained your model. Mm. And in fact, you can use it as a selling point. Like Getty, we're, are, like we think it's Getty are doing, we're basically saying, we have this corpus of images we have legitimately purchased. They are high quality images that have been curated. We are using that corpus to train an AI and you can buy the rights to use the results of that AI. Yeah. That seems like a very healthy thing to me. That seems like a healthy ecosystem. So it doesn't have to be a dystopia. But if, if regulators and courts don't make informed decisions, we may not end up where we want to end up. So I think the more people who know what they're talking about and the more people who have sensible, rational discussions, the, the less likely it is we end up in a terrible place and the more likely it is we end up in a better place. Very well said. And on that, I'd like to, to, I'd like to end right there. <laughs> okay. But I so nice of you to give me the last word. Well, it, I, yeah, for I now. Say end because I imagine, you know, I wasn't expecting to have this conversation so soon after the other one that, that Ward and I have, but I imagine this is going to come up again. Uh, and so we'll have something to talk about again, not in the too far distant future. And and hopefully we'll get Ward back so, you know, he'll feel better and the three of us can talk about this some more. So anyway, right, Ward. Because there, there, there will be judgments and stuff, right? This is going to develop. There are people with real interest involved in this. Stuff is going to happen and we're yeah. going to have a lot of yeah. opinions. Yeah, and it's an, I think it's going to affect, it's not just affecting those people over there, it's going to be affecting us sitting in front of our computers. I mean, it's going to have a real effect on, on real people, so. Yes, 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 yes. That, uh, there are very few things we can be certain about in this conversation. One, this matters. Two, no one knows where it's going. I am certain of those two things. <laughs> okay. And on that, Bart, thank you for, thank you for hanging out for me, with me this afternoon. It was it was literally my show. pleasure. It was yeah. literally my absolute pleasure, Antonio. It was I I jumped on the opportunity, and I'm so glad I did because I have I have thoroughly enjoyed every minute of this double show. And I don't normally record two shows in one day because that's it's a lot of brain power. But no, this was genuinely fun. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, and so tell people where they can find you. Yeah. Let's-talk.ie, where I have my Let's Talk photography, if you like the photo stuff, and if you're more of a techie nerd, there's also Let's Talk Apple, where we digest the Apple news once a month. Wonderful. And and for me, I'm still on Vero and Twitter as AM, at AM Rosario. Like I said, don't go to my Instagram account because it's been hacked. You can see my pictures there, but don't follow me because the hacker will get you. And Facebook and Instagram, I've not done anything to get my account back. I have to, I'm just done with Instagram. But anyway, uh, AM Rosario is my website. If you just search for AM Rosario, you'll find me everywhere. I did say that I'm uh, going to, oh, and our unofficial sponsor is Ornus.photo. Uh, if Ward was here, we talked about Ornus.photo. Go and buy your third party lenses with uh, Fuji X mount and Sony E mounts. Plus, he's got, uh, what has he got? He's got the, the adapters too. What else? Yes, and I'm still working on my photo website. I told you I would be uh, um, giving you that out. I not quite finished. I got to put it up in the next couple of days, but it'll be a great way for you to support our podcast when I get the site up, and you can tell people who want to learn photography to join me, and I will teach them virtually. So anyway, that will be coming up soon. But anyway, Bart, thanks again. I really, really, really appreciate it. I'm so glad that we could have you on the show, and I know you've always been available. And I'm sorry I didn't reach out sooner, but. Uh, I love that it worked out today. This was a meaty topic, Antonio. Meaty topic. I was I was looking forward to being on, and this is well, we we had good fun getting stuck into. Okay. So thank you again. <laughs> okay, and uh, I'll put all the information in the show notes and pictures. But anyway, I will see everybody. Hopefully, board will be back in the in the middle of March. So thanks for everybody, and have a, have a great night. <laughs>